anaconda don't. My anaconda don't want none unless you've got those buns. <laughs> well, that's Nicki Minaj. And if it's what I proclaimed loudly to the mustachioed clerk in the denim apron while trying to find my snake's favorite baked goods at the artisanal pet bakery in Sunset Park, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And here we are. <laughs> Once again, away from our little Gowanee, on the famed Isle of Manhattan, a place we snookered the Dutch into giving to us for three shells, a pack of smokes, and an understanding that our college kids could go over there forever for free bike rides and to look at disgruntled women behind glass. It's a thrill to be here, as usual, a thrill to be anywhere. (laughs) And today I'm in the home of the very funny Jacqueline Novak. Her album, Quality Notions, remains at the top of the comedy charts. And it's there for a reason. It's terrific. Congratulations. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank- for interviewing me. Absolutely. Nice. Well, my pleasure. And how are things going for you? Thank you for cleaning up. I know you were a little bit nervous I about was. It. I was. I don't tend to have people up too often to entertain. You know, it's a small place as is. And, um, yeah, and I just, I live in a, a real state of either clutter or I, I no that's I was going to say like I'm either really cluttered or obsessively clean that's not true it's not remotely true <laughs> it's true maybe for like one day where it gets of really obsessive clean. cleaning but yeah. in my mind it's due to wanting it to be perfect that I do nothing do you know what I mean I can't seem to just sure. clean up a little bit I'm a big uh, pile person myself yeah as long as the piles are organized <laughs> It feels good. Like separate, separate, uh, <laughs> do you do separate things per, like, do you keep, see this, I was analyzing it when you were on your way over here, that the problem that I wasn't going to be able to fix was, in time, was that the boxes of things that I gathered, yeah. they have a mix of items, and I feel like that's what makes it look that's, too messy, that's you know? difficult, yeah. It's like, there's like a sock, like... <laughs> Some lotion. Oh wait, that sounds like a masturbation joke. I, I, I truly am just Whatever identifying you have items. In your Cat is toy, fine with me. <laughs> earphones, empty battery pack. Yeah, that's really, always bad. Anything could be a masturbation. That's true. If you, that's true. I specifically did say sauce. I did say sock and lotion, but um, oh, the boxes of socks and lotion. Yes, just. <laughs> We all keep around. Sorry to bring it there so soon. I just. Well, listen, it's, it's already. We just had the blood moon, so this is what's happening for us. We're feeling a lot of things. Did we, we have affect- a blood moon? We did. Were you affected by it? Clearly not. Well, I think I might have been in the last couple of days. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? It's a full moon. Full moon. And I it's think red. there's some dust involved. And it, what, it has a long history of being called the blood moon? Long history, back to ancient days, well, rituals and things. Right. Happen. I feel like that's the kind of thing that would come about in ancient days, you know, versus sort of appearing in 1962, you know what I mean, or something? The blood moon idea. I right, mean, right. It's, it sounds like a holdover. It's not a modern concept. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do enjoy it, yeah, but that's what's sort of enjoyable about getting into that. Um, and this is, uh, we have a guest. FOMO, the guests. FOMO the cat, um, FOMOGEN, FOMOGENE. A little podcast enthusiast. Climbing up there. Well, I, I didn't have uh, too too much uh, go on for me with the blood moon other than I woke up covered in fur with a desire to ride on top of a van. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Now, uh, you got to get this all the time, but Jacqueline Novak, that's such a great Hollywood name. Uh, thank you. Where'd you get that? Um, well, it is my, you know, birth name. Um, but it's interesting because um, I started using Jacqueline after college and... 
Um, and I'd been known as Jackie before then. And unfortunately, a few people knew me as Jackie that, you know, I did comedy around and stuff like that. And so it kind of was this annoying thing where I was like, came off as a jerk who was trying to fancy myself up or whatever. Oh, I see. But I really wanted to go with Jacqueline because I felt like it was a weird challenge to myself to, uh, to, to transcend my femininity or something like not to be not to make myself uh, not to be like of course I have to be wacky Jackie you know what I mean is that how you were known what's the difference (laughs) between Jackie and Jacqueline for you as for me Jackie is well so I mean maybe there's a little bit of the sense of just sometimes you kind of have associations with with what you were called as a child that you kind of just want to shed yep um but for me I also felt like maybe other Jacqueline's um, or Jackie's in comedy would probably go with Jackie. So I felt like Jacqueline might be oh, less see. less common. Yeah. Which I think it is. It's proven um, to be true. Because I because it is sort of it's 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 a little bit too fancy a name for for a comedian. You know what I mean, <laughs> Jacqueline? It's like very. There's no way she's funny, kind of, which I like. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's sort of. I felt like if I if I went with Jackie, I would always be imprisoned by it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'd sort of, I'd always be thinking I had to dress like what I thought that meant, you know, everything. Which would look like, like what? what? Like. Jackie to me, it's very. And I don't. And the, the thing is, I don't put this on other Jackies. No, I don't no, experience no. them we're, that we're way. Not, we're not uh, addressing all the Jackies yes. in there. But for, for you, me, what, did, um, what did that look like in your head? Men's shirt untucked. Yeah, I mean, I do actually enjoy wearing those sorts of things. <laughs> I think again, but 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 in the context of Jacqueline, I'd you know I'd be happier in. The, I like wearing a blazer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sometimes, but I think I'd be happier as Jacqueline in a blazer than Jackie. You know what I mean? Just because. Probably a more colorful blazer though, <laughs> for Jackie. Yes. <laughs> Might have a pattern to it or yes. something. Yes, I guess. I guess I, I was trying to. Um, up front, like keep in my my sort of keep inside the realm of my identity everything about myself that I don't normally think of as being a comedian or funny, like almost to forcefully tether myself to like who I really am. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is that it's very odd? But I'm getting. I'm just fascinated by people that invent other characters to be. I mean, I have no no. You uh, could never do it. With that. No, yeah, just, you just you can't get away it. from yourself. I admire it greatly, and whenever somebody can successfully pull that off while also remaining true to yourself, that's what I think is the key. You have to find that kernel of truth in there, Absolutely. and then build around it. Oh my gosh, that's all right. This is truly I'm shocking. Take that cat home. <laughs> I cannot believe the little one's crawled in the bag. This is the second. This is Mabel, and she's fully in your bag, and and, and you have a minor allergy, not a deathly one. I'm really sorry. Do you want me to it's just okay. let her, and we'll deal it's with okay. it later? It's all right. Spray We're it down. Fine. Yeah, it's okay. All right, it's okay. We are in the wilds up here by the park, and I like it. Well, I do. I do like uh, different identities, as we were talking about. Mm. I admire it greatly. I also write a fair amount of uh, podcaster fan fiction. So that's a big uh, a hobby really? of mine. Yeah. So and two characters, I mean, about people in podcasts? Yeah. So yeah, like you might have people. like I write Mark Marin, yeah, like Marin doing stuff. Yeah, the thrilling adventure people. That's <sighs> a lot of layers when you get into that. And 
Night Vale, I take all those characters on and put no. them in different uh, situations. Wow. Currently, I'm working on the one where it's kind of an alter ego for myself. So you I, do have a bit of the ability. Well, just the in gift fiction, for the just writing, just writing. I mean, you're talking mm. about performing it, and that's Embodying a whole other thing. it is different, yeah. Thing. But yes, I have an ongoing series with Commander Devin Sharphook. Is that one of the characters a, from Night Vale? No, that's just, oh, I mean, that's just I'm one, revealing of, that's my, one that I've inserted into the world. But in no that world? for myself. But in that world specifically, or the whole, he it mixes across. It's a multiverse of podcasts, and he can traverse the multiverse. Yes, that's He's one of the... He's got one of these keys to move, you know, sliding between the bleed there, the different... <laughs> Earth, too, let's get into it. That's amazing. Anyhow, well, uh, Commander, he works off the coast of Portland, and he works at a cannery, a fishing cannery there and also a podcaster but then he's trying to make a long distance relationship work it's a very it's a long and uh, it's very in depth and i hope that many people will read it you were working on some writing today and you have a, a book yes. coming out yeah um sometime in 2015 2015 i haven't up. decided yet which i'm gonna say <laughs> it is coming up um but I don't know exactly which month, so I'm just going to loosely say 2015 for now. Are you allowed to say anything about it? Yeah, it's um, it's uh, sorry, I got really distracted by the date, um, <laughs> by, the, by the calendar year, by the march forward of time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's temporarily um, called and might ultimately be called How yeah. to Weep in Public, and it's a humorous guide to depression. <laughs> From someone who's still depressed. So it's me writing from my most depressed times. Um, and it's sort of just, just you know, it's it, ideally it just um, keeps company. It, it keeps you company when, yeah. you're, when you're depressed and doesn't try to fix you, but kind of tells you how to be depressed and how to deepen your experience of depression um, yeah. and, you know, find new avenues within it and, and expand the range of grays and that sort of thing. Right. So sometimes you just have to move through it absolutely and, and just, to those who haven't yeah. you know to those who haven't yet been depressed one in five people do sure. and those numbers are growing <laughs> so they will be eventually yeah. it really yeah. it's for everyone it's coming for everybody 2015 will be big <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for the depressed it's, it's i mean I, th I always found it when i was in those dark places that just the first step forward Mm -hmm. That would be the toughest one. Anyone, if it so was true. just going outside to get a cup of coffee, that would be a, a big victory, you know, just to interact with anybody. Absolutely. It's a, that, first, um, that first step is, uh, is amazing. But, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, in the theory in this book, basically I'm, I'm saying don't take the first step. <laughs> I'm saying today, you know, you know I'm just saying other days, yeah. yes. And other books, yes. I love self-help books, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And then this is for the, the, the few times when you are in no way, you are not going to take the step and you're not going to try. And it's sort of like you can just come hang out inside the covers of this book and be okay with not even taking the first step. Well, it's, it's a powerful statement, too, <laughs> because uh, yeah. I was talking to someone just the other day about uh, being okay with the moment that you're in, whether that's a high oh, or a yeah. low. And that's a, it's yeah. a tricky thing. It's the most complicated thing. But once you can do that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I am hoping that it has. It's. It has a little touch of the mindfulness trend. Ah, yes. I mean, it does in kind of a dark way, but the mindfulness. Yeah. You know, those books are selling. It's everywhere. <laughs> Hop on it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I, I, you know, I want to talk. Maybe we'll come back to this subject matter sure. a little bit, but um, I've gotten to interview so many comedic greats in this city, 
and across the country. But you find uh, in, in New York specifically, there's kind of different circles mm. that people move in. And there's uh, certainly a lot of Venn diagram-like mm-hmm. overlap between them, but you have the Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. you have uh, the, the pit, uh, Union Hall kind of scene, Creek mm-hmm. and Cave, and, and storytelling to us, so that kind of comes in there too. And you've moved through a lot of them, but you mm-hmm. also have a strong association with a gang that uh, I've only talked to a few members of. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but it seems like you, you, you run with the kind of Ars Nova crew. Oh, yeah, bit. yeah. That that's a, that's I, a, I a, love to say so. I hope so. You know <laughs> what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm loving the Ars Nova scene. <laughs> How could, can you describe what that is a little bit? Yeah, um, well, it's, I mean, I recorded the album there, yes. uh, first of all, because I had done a um, a couple shows there, and the first time I did a show there, which was, I think it was Showgasm, it's called Showgasm, yeah, yeah. it's John Early's show, and John Early's a friend of mine, and um, and I really enjoyed, it was really fun to, to do stand-up in, you know, a theater, just a beautiful theater space. Uh, that was still small. Yeah. Um, you know, so it didn't feel it didn't feel like you were being swallowed up by it. Um, and it just it felt really it sort of put a fancy frame around any set. You know what well, I mean? It's great because the audience is really there to to yes. to be there for you. Yes. I mean, they're, I love a theater yeah, audience. Yeah, that's true. There's something about it that's just a little heightened. They they're focus. ready to go with you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah because there's no. Um, yeah, I mean they're not sort of coming in and out or <laughs> to get get more drinks or right, whatever. Right. Um, There's not a wait staff coming through yeah. with the bills and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's um, and so, yet the ticket price is not something like a Joe's Pub where you're like, I better order the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm going to make a night out of this. Right. So I've already dropped a hundred bucks yes. just to see somebody in here. Yeah, that's true. I think what is it like ten or fifteen dollars at Ars Nova or something. I think it's it's modest, whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. It's I guess it, de- it depends, but. Um, and John was what the artistic director there or something at for a time. He he's um, he has sort of like a almost like a residency as the curator of the show Showgasm, mm-hmm. which I guess was weekly. I think it was weekly. Yeah, and still going, not still going. It, it seems I like it comes still, in I, sporadically. I'm a little bit out of touch with the gang I run with, yeah. apparently. Um, no, but but. Um, um, but Showgasm, I'm trying to think. It went on. I feel. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, but. <laughs> um, but I love doing the show there. And then I said to him and some of the people there that I, you know, just offhandedly, I'd love to record my first album here. You know, and then, yeah. um, I, eventually they, they 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 did something called the Showgasm Spotlight, and that was, um, an evening of just me. And I had Reggie Watts open, and John hosted it, and pretty good. Um, yeah, so it was like I wanted. Yeah, I just so it felt like a really special night. But yeah, they're they're um, those shows are great. I mean, John Early's so much fun, just so fabulous to work yeah. with. And well, he's do doing great with. things too. Yeah, he has a lot of good videos. People should check him out. <laughs> well, uh, and was theater something you set out to be a part of? Um, I. Well, yeah. I mean, growing up, I mean, yeah. yeah <laughs> growing up, it. musicals are, you know, my all-time favorite thing. If I could really sing, yeah, you know, to to be in a, in a musical, that was Did my dream try? as a child. Have I tried? Did you try to really sing in those things? Were um, you cast in some uh, musicals? No, I mean, I mean, not. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, not um, in my adult life. No, no, no. But, but we're talking about as a, as a, a child, young Jackie. Yeah, as a child, little yeah. Jackie. I went to Stage Door when I was seven, which is a fancy arts camp. Oh, yeah. And because I saw Pippin the year before. I, I can't believe how many times I've actually, I feel like I haven't been on that many podcasts. Somehow it always comes around to this. Like, yeah. And there's something really embarrassing about like, like the idea that someone might have like heard me multiple times be like, I was, um, you know, when I was seven, I, or six rather, you know, when I was six, I saw my sister in a production of Pippin and I got the, the bug, you yeah. know what I mean? The fever, whatever. Well, if, if it's true, that's fine. I we, know, yeah, but yeah. How, why am I always bringing to... it around to this? It's sort of like pathetic, you know yeah, what I mean? It was a touchstone moment for you in the <laughs> world of entertainment. I, I got to get some fresh touchstones. <laughs> um, but, uh. You got the bug, and then what oh. happened? You went up there and did it. Yeah, I did it. I, I did it there, and, and I was really in, into musicals as a kid and all that. And um, but I just don't have. I mean, what was the, the level, one though? The other than Pippin, voice. what was the one that you were really? <laughs> um, well, Les Mis, you know, didn't. Um, I didn't escape its grasp. Yeah, that was huge. Probably. I went when I, mean, I was I yes when you were growing up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went. You know, I, we listened to it in our car for like two years. It was the only tape in our car. Yeah. Um, and we would pull up, like me and my mom would like pull over on the side of the road to weep, you know, during Fontaine's death. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and would you have like outfits and things that you'd put on to, to run actually, around the house? We did. Well, in second grade, I, I, sorry, I'm just trying to distract. Oh, okay. <laughs> in second grade, I did a performance of Little Gavroche, um, in the, in the second grade, uh, talent show. And yeah. I actually, my friends were all doing a group number of um, Hard Knock Life, you know, yep, from Annie. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I went my own way. <laughs> I was like, I'm not being like, like, like I was, I was directed by professional actors and directors this summer at Stage Door. I am not going and being like directed, choreographed by like one of my friend's mothers. Yes, you know what no, I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah. No, like I would, I just really didn't want to be a part of that. I was like. I was like, I'm sure it'll be great, guys, but I'm not. This is I'm at a different level here. You know, I've really worked with pros. I just I can't. And so I decided to go my own way and um, do little get uh, a combo song. You know, a medley of two little Gavroche. So I because his songs are kind of short. Um, I mean, one of them's long, but I wanted to get in the one where it's like lawyer. Good evening, dear inspector. Lovely evening, my dear. Okay, where I call out Javert, sure, basically. Classic for for young people. And then on to little people. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, I'm screwing it up. Wait, no, right. First, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's the classic. First, it's I opened with I came up flying onto the stage with a big like arm wave saying, um, "The how do you do? My name's Gavroche. These are my people. You know, all that." And then I turned around. As if on a rotating stage? Yes, precisely. <laughs> turned around, waited, took a moment. Yep. And then sharply swung around with an accusatory finger. And, and said, and now in the musical, he's just sort of like, lawyer. Yeah. But I, I knew, you know, to bring more to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just became bigger and bigger and bigger, where by the time I did it, it was like, Liar! Like a scream on the top of my lungs, you know, yeah. the whole thing. And then... Um, Standing O? And then, well, you know, I don't think they wanted to, you know, shame the others. And I was a little, a little pitchy. I, I mean, and I, I have the tape here, actually. I mean, not, 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 it's not digitized yet. Um, I've been planning on putting it out just it's so people know, you know, book. what I have, <laughs> what I've got in me. copy with the book. Yeah. Tape it to the back. 
Oh, that'd be good. That'll snap you out of anything. <laughs> um, so is it still running? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. And then I slowly became self-conscious and afraid. Um, during the performance or just no, in your no. life? No, <laughs> no. I, I, yeah, in terms of performing and whatever, I just, I had one, you know, great performance as Veruca Salt in, um, Trailing Chalk Factory yeah. the next year in second, you know, also second grade rather, also second grade, two performances that year. And then things really turned sour when, um, you know, because I was looking forward to eventually being in the, in the fifth or sixth grade musical. Yeah. Basically the oldest kids in the elementary school were in it. Yeah. For a while that was the sixth grade and then the sixth grade moved to the other school, whatever. Like my sister had, okay, my yes. older sister, she had played Captain Hook. Okay. Pretty great. Yeah, she took the great. role yeah. of I hear you. Of Hook. Now, wait, am I was the, Do you know who played Hook in like some classic film or stage version? Do you know? Like old like not not like in like the Sandy Duncan years or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like I the feel like it was someone version? like like I know it wasn't like Burgess Meredith, but like it was a name like Burgess that. Burgess Meredith Caliber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz I remember people being like or my dad at least, you know, being like Becky did it better than Burgess Meredith, okay? <laughs> but it wasn't Burgess Meredith. It was something like that. And so she had this epic performance. Yeah. And, you know, she, she turned to the piano, the, you know, our music teacher, Mrs. Real, turned to, turned to her and, you know, added in things like, you know, maestro or wh- whatever, you know, or, or um, things like that. <laughs> it was pretty it's epic, and I was waiting. Classic. It's, <laughs> sometimes I'll throw that in, too. I'll just say maestro. <laughs> Just during a live show, brings the house down every time. They love it. They love it. I mean, it was just—it was really uh, amazing, and I—I I was waiting for my big shot. You know, when I because at that point you're in the shadow. Yeah, of this I'm performance. In second grade or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> already feeling this effect. Was that your relationship with your sister? Was always a little bit in her shadow. Well, I mean, there was enough of a distance between us that, like, it, like age. You know, I almost think it's worse if someone's like one year ahead of you or two. Yeah. There was enough of a distance where, but in this matter, it was, you know, by the time I was in fifth grade and it was going to be the musical, you know, she was like in high school. And this is what was so terrible, okay? It's yeah. finally my big year. And, and it's like, what musical are, gonna, are they going to do? And then it's revealed that they're going to do a show called, I don't even know if this is like an actual medley show or it was created by the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but it was family, it was called Family Follies. Oh, no. And the concept was that they were going to bring in family members <clears throat> of the students, so parents, siblings, okay, to the auditions to, to sing, to sing so things. Your sister comes in. My and... sister comes in and gets, and gets a ah. big solo. Ah, in Family Folly, it's a That's big like solo. I forget nightmare. what she sang. Um, you know, I blocked it out, <laughs> and That's, it was horrible. I mean, uh, for me. And then you know, nightmare. I had that some. That is exactly your nightmare scenario. It's it's a nightmare. Have you forgiven her for this, or forgiven? Like, well, this I would never. You know, I would never expect someone not to take a role. <laughs> because <laughs> that was offered to them. Part, so part of you just has that that deep uh, uh, show person. Quality yes. That, you yes. Know, listen, if you got the talent, you go on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean I couldn't blame her. Although I, it it felt like, you know, a tragedy of of you know a Greek tragedy yeah. in terms of proportions. 
that ought to be a show that you do. <laughs> Perhaps. Write, write, write a new family folly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your next book, something like that. But it would be a good, nice to... Get to really sink into that. Yeah. I mean, you got to... How did you get out of that? Are you just... You... I had some terrible, um, you know, small role. Uh, some some chorus-type role. Jeez. Where I sang... Um, awful. Something cheesy, you know, and then and then I became a little bit self conscious, and then I basically didn't try out for the musicals in high school. Isn't that sad? It's very sad. And, and so I had to bring it. Did you just go and stew? Did you even go and watch them? Yeah, and it was really painful because yeah. fr- my friends were in them. Sure. I just, I mean, but I, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like I, you know, I was growing up a little bit, and I was growing into like a neurotic you know, overly active kind of, like, way of thinking that, you know, that ultimately serves comedy and writing and things like that. (laughs) So I feel like it had to happen at some point, you know, and and it wasn't a terrible time to have happened. You know, it's kind of like, I guess it would be terrible if I never pursued the arts after that. Right. But instead, it's like never, like high, (laughs) never will I let what happened to me in high school, you know, stop me again. Well, what were the musicals you missed out on, though? Oh, you know, Chorus Line. Yeah, it passed. You don't like Chorus Line? Well, I mean, you find a, it a, a bit high school modern. production of Chorus Line. <laughs> <laughs> There's other ones that would just That's funny. better suited. That's interesting, because in some ways, Chorus Line, though, because they get to tell the narratives of themselves when they're younger. Yeah. There's some, but I guess it kind of loses the, the poignancy. A lot of musical, musicals suffer, though, the, <laughs> you know, the, the children playing... That's right. I mean, I feel like we did a, a very uh, poignant <laughs> version of Brigadoon that uh, drew on all of our experiences in the Scottish Islands. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the straight plays because the straight plays like are nothing but, you know, yeah, no. yeah. the dissolution of a marriage or whatever. You know, I mean, that you know, those it's right. that it's like intern in, the internal drama of, you know, the subtle drama of the human condition. Uh, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff is just so absurd. Performed, but I also thought it was absurd. Like, I sang, I did sing in an a cappella group and, um, in high school, what like in the called? last few years, the Quaker Notes. <laughs> I was like, not good. The Quaker Notes, where was that happening? <laughs> Our school was Horace Greeley High School, and we, we were the Quakers. Where is that located? It's in Chappaqua, New York, just like. Oh, up here. Yeah, northern Westchester. And. I, um, Horace Greeley lived there, yeah, and okay. he was a Quaker. So we—he's sort of the, um, so we were the Quaker notes, and uh, <laughs> like Quaker Oats. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. And and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even then, you know, I went back one night. I was I was meeting someone somewhere in my old town, and and I was early, and I I drove through the high school for fun, and then I saw that there was an acapella concert happening right that moment. I had, like, 30 minutes, I went in, and um, it was really strange. And did? you performed? Or you just went in? No, no, no. (laughs) I just went in to watch for a few minutes. This show needs a Quaker note. Yeah. (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing like the marriage of breakfast cereal and acapella. (laughs) Well, you got to have a catchy, you know, or at least, well, you got to have a pun name. Do you have costume outfits? Uh, we had worse, you know, it was, um, <laughs> we would go to the mall and, and, you know, that day or the day before as a group and pick out a dress, yeah. um, 
that you know we all look good in or whatever it was really disgusting those are easy to find we, yeah <laughs> we get like we get these like cheap dresses at um like contempo casuals yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh it's like a group of uh quaker bridesmaids <laughs> exactly and they were kind of like skanky a little bit i mean they were like <laughs> sort of cheap black sort of velvet kind of velour with these little sparkly things on them yeah it's really disgusting like everything was about kind of seducing the whole town you know what i mean it was about like <laughs> it was a sense of the whole town being there because it happened at the chorus concert the acapella's like we come out like the rock stars of yeah. the acapella concert in our mind, I mean, of the chorus concert, like after all the like, you know, <laughs> chorus people in, in like white blouses, then we come out in our dresses and sing like, cause I am barely breathing, <laughs> that we did that, Duncan Cheek, we sang that, like, and really like entice them. Oh yeah, really? like I sang like Sweet Dreams, like oh. while staring out, yep. like across the crowd, it's really like, yeah. I don't know if I'll, I don't think all towns were, like, quite so disgusting. <laughs> I've had this realization as I've met other people, like, like, our town was, like, disgusting. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was, it was very sort of, like, high-achieving, high-pressure. Yeah. Um, and I think there was a little bit of that sense of as long as, you know, people are, you know, people do well in their SAT, it's kind of like, booze it up, slut it up. I don't yeah. know. It was weird. Anyway, I've driven sorry. up there a little bit. I, I yeah, get you, that, I get that you sense. sensed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, and there's yeah. some of that same. Yeah, yeah, some definitely. Some of the suburban places. Yes. You, know, you get that real. A lot of driven people, but they're not exactly sure what where they're yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. A lot of them are still there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. I mean, it's it's a weird. Um. um because I, I think at the time I assumed that, you know, this is a wholesome sort of town. that, yeah. And so, and it was in a lot of, like, and it very much was. But then I, so there, I also assumed that every other wholesome town in the, in the country, you know, had the same exact kind of problems. Right. But they don't all have the same problems. They have and, different problems. And maybe expressed a little bit of uh, skankiness through song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think all the other towns were like just, footloose or whatever. Just but not a lot of uh, outlets for uh, sexual feelings, <laughs> budding sexual feelings, I guess. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, because I remember. But the re only reason I brought it up was just because that time I went in there, you know, a couple, you know, number of years later. Right, um, you duck in to see you hear it, and you say, "My gosh, I gotta." Get I gotta in go there. in there, yep. and I see these, you know, very young girls, you know, singing singing these songs about, um, you know, about relationships that. You know, singing something about you, you know, you know, when I met you 20 years ago or whatever, you know what I mean? Sort of these long, intense songs about the emotional dramas of, of a relationship with a man that's lasted 20 years or whatever. And it, and, 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 and or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we're all just sort of watching. It's, it's, and it all seems really normal at the time. It's very odd. Anyway. <laughs> it is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, if I went to see, uh, you want to see a terrible acapella thing, go to one of these competitions that they uh, have up at Soka or whatever, Tuff, Boca. Whatever it's called, <laughs> I don't know. I got somehow uh, drawn into one at Tufts University. Oh, yeah, Tufts is big in acapella. Yeah, big. And so they had somebody, the Wicked Pitches was one of them. And another, another oh, really? something about, you know, they all have the same deal with the names. Not all oh, of them yeah. as sexy as Quaker notes, yeah. but they got some. 
just, I mean, I was, I was felt bad because I was. So they weren't good. I did not. I, I was not a fan of yeah. the music. And then of the music itself. Yeah. Then you have somebody making rhythm noises, like the guy from Police oh. Academy, is like standing over there, and it's just a, no, it's a bad kind rhythm, of a scene. Our rhythm was terrible. I mean, our rhythm person, like our beatboxing. <laughs> yeah. Because like the one thing we learned was like, okay, which is like, but 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 the way like everyone kind of did it because we learned it is like puta kata. Yeah. Again, I think I've like talked about this. I don't know how you find these. Like, I have to say, I'm like. I have, like, nothing but the same old stories. It's really pathetic. Like, or same old things I find. Maybe that's why, like, I do comedy. So I just say the same old things. Um, <laughs> like, I'm utterly, utterly delighted with my own, like, anecdotes. But, like, basically we would sing it, like, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. horrible, like, sonorous beatboxing. Uh-huh. It doesn't quite work, does it? Yes. It doesn't have the same uh, soul or something. It doesn't have the... It sounded like singing. It was, yeah. you know, it was <laughs> right. ta, ta, ka, ta. like a vocal exercise. Yeah, yeah. It was not stage. I was once walking, and uh, I have some negative feelings about it. So I'm glad you're getting into some of this. Um, but uh, I was uh, doing a gig up there near Brown University, yeah, Providence. And uh, you, you know the fellow from uh, Heroes, Masi Oka, that guy. He was the Asian fellow oh, on yeah. Heroes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Nissan Rogue or whatever. He could stop time or something. Anyhow. Yes. He sang in one of these a cappella groups. He did? He did. And he was uh, walking past me, and I had a whole gaggle of them. You don't want to see a group of a cappella people up there, especially. Yeah, walking together. Providence at night, you know. And he insulted the tie that I was wearing. No. Just out of the Wait, blue. Wait, literally that guy? That guy. Was he in college at the time? I believe so. Were you? And he just, he just okay. insulted the he insulted the tie. No. What kind now, of tie was it? that's a small thing. It was fine. I think I purchased it at a, you know, possibly a thrift store or maybe a Gap outlet. I don't know. It was yeah, perfectly... Yeah, nothing unusual. It was nothing unusual. It wasn't out. I didn't buy it because it was wacky. Right. It was just a... I thought it looked good. What did he say? Just... I don't remember exactly mm. what it is. It's the tone, the, the like... Sure, nice tie? Something like that. You know, nice one of those man. real vicious things that people say. <laughs> Nice time, man, was probably it, in some kind of sing-songy voice. And I've never forgiven the guy. I couldn't even watch that program when it came <laughs> on. This Always why... felt some animosity towards him and towards the yeah. um, uh, towards uh, acapella. Well, the, 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 what's, what I imagine you know, doesn't help is that in that moment, the acapella group became a kind of pack. Yeah. And it had that, you know, dis- one of the most disgusting characteristics of, of, of human beings where... Um, you know, the one is emboldened to, to mock another because he's got his friends around him. It's disgusting. Exactly. There's something so repulsive about that courage. Ah, I he, like, fear had for the my life. courage of his backup, like... Because otherwise, what? <laughs> otherwise, what? You're just a kid singing without an instrument. <laughs> End of the day. I mean, I do get a strange pleasure out of, like, hearing certain songs a cappella. I don't know, like... I mean, obviously, I'm not alone. They do it for some reason. Sure, the um, human voice is lovely. There's something, you get that little thing on the back of your neck where the little, the little uh, hairs go and up. harmonies are satisfying. Yeah, it feels you know, good, they, yeah. Um, but there's a, yeah, but there's something, the trappings are... Unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. The slowly, you know, walking out to the center to reveal that you're the soloist, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> That's why I'm in comedy, where nothing is repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> comedy it's, is both... It's, it's a wonderful world. I know. It's, it's, um, it's, it's in, so, in so many ways, comedy is, um, you know, the most embarrassing thing you could do. I mean, you're, you're, it's like, it's the safest in one way, because in theory, you're not taking yourself seriously, but, you're also, but it's also the worst, because it, you're doing something much worse, which is... You know, taking yourself to be humorous right. and delightful, which is uglier. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, it's it took me a really long time to you know to just be um, to say something like you know I'm a comedian without you know immediately apologizing. Yeah. I, I still pretty much do. I'm like I'm a comedian. And you got to find some other things. It's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like buying condoms or something at the CVS. You got to get like a deodorant and some toilet yeah. paper and a, a writer a, a comedian. Two suit. Yeah, exactly. Writer comedian. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a writer performer. comedian lover and daughter. <laughs> you got to put some stuff behind. Or it. just do it confidently. Just look them in right. the eye, the cash register <laughs> guy, and go. I'm a comedian. Here they are. You know. <laughs> and that's what I've learned to I'm do. I'm a comedian. I'm, I'm doing a, comedian. a show. Maybe once you get off work here at CBS, you'd like to check it out. That anyone's you know anybody. anyone's potential I audience know, member I, know, I get it that's why so my day job is handing out the flyers down there at broadway for the comedy shows really? and musicals yeah i didn't know that about i you. work for come flyer uh, with me uh <laughs> <clears throat> i just want to do a quick <laughs> segment here uh because maybe we have different feelings on this i like introducing segments so i can quickly abandon them the next <laughs> episode let's call this one re-retweet wherein I revisit a tweet of mine that got retweeted and I want to talk about it more with an actual person. So a week ago, <laughs> I, I tweeted, uh, Modern Nightmare, what if I never have strong feelings about Lena Dunham? And then it got retweeted, and thank you for that. It's but funny. that's that's true. I once helped her sister with a laptop cable. Oh, yeah? But beyond that, I have zero feeling about yeah. uh, what it is, who she is. What I get it. She's from Oberlin, or she went to Oberlin. I have some idea what that is. Great. But then nothing. Do you have any thoughts about her? Do you, do yeah. you feel like you have to have thoughts? Well, That's more the my cousin, yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting yeah. you off, um, my cousin Jack uh, Antonov, who's a musician and in the band Fun, who's been very sure. successful. Yeah. They're he, an item or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They've been so dating very, very fun. seriously for, a long, for quite some time now. So... You know, um, you have to have some feelings about. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, um, you know, I've had Thanksgiving dinner with her or whatever, and um, that sounds like I, I can't. That sounds like um, like I'm saying it like a credit, which is really disgusting. <laughs> um, but I, I just mean it to evoke that sense of, you know, someone that you're in your family that is a is the serious right. girlfriend of someone in your family. It's you know, there's a. Um, She's an actual human being moving through space and time. Yes, yes. Yeah. But I can also under you know I can also get it certainly get into the mindset um, of I, I just think you know I think um, there's a lot of reasons why people have sort of it's not even just like people have strong reactions it's because it, I think people have strong reactions or opinions you know to a lot of art or a lot of people while they're quietly watching a TV show and commenting to their, right. you know, friend or whatever. But but people feel a really strong need to vocalize them in, in, in her case for some reason, you know? Yeah. And there, and, and um, if people feel the need, you know, if people feel that saying something about, about what they think about her art 
um, or her, you know, any of her things, it it kind of suggests that they believe it means, you know, it, me- it does mean something about themselves. It's kind of an identity or something. Um, you know, it, that's yeah. why your modern nightmare is is actually like quite relevant because everyone is, you know, sort of staking um, staking out space for themselves based on their, uh, you know, opinion on her. And but I, I also think. You know, I, the the number one thing probably that that I think is at the heart of the way that people talk about her, um, you know, it, I, it is very revealing about people's response to, you know, a non-apologetic woman. I mean, I know it, it yeah, sounds or anybody that just makes themselves vulnerable. Yeah. And demonstrates that. Somebody sees there's an opening and they go go for it. Yeah, I mean it always it's so strange to me because um she I don't it, it I, I always find it odd like if, you know, some male comedians or something that I um you know are posting on Facebook about her or what they think about her. It always you know, whether whether they think her work is funny or, or something like that, it always seems so um odd. It or, you know, people stating their opinions about what she, you know, her looks or whether they want to have sex with her, or, you know, this kind of stuff. It's, it's, that actually really offends me because, um. As well it should. Yeah. By the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, it, it particularly offends me, I guess, because, like, if I, if I hear, a, like, a male comedian make a comment about not wanting to have sex with her on, on, on Facebook or something, right, and putting this out as a statement, um, I actually find it really, really annoying because she's she's presented herself as a as someone in comedy, you know, putting out art in in, in comedy, and for a comedian to actually be, it's like it, it's a real, you know, you can't win, you know what I mean? So you're yeah. you'd be angry if you thought she she was, um, you know, su- succeeding or 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 you know doing things in comedy that, uh, but she was only doing them because she was hot or something like that, that would be, right. you know, that's like what they would say. And now you're angry that you don't think she's like a sexual object for you. Like you're angry right. that it's, it's like, she, it's like, you're not attractive, dude. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and any, like right. women never say, um, I mean, I, I'm speaking like in strong, you know, black and white strokes, but like, Women tend not to say like, "Oh, that guy, he's like, you know, he's an ugly, unfunny dude." Okay, like women, or at least like <laughs> women, women that comedians would co- that certainly would cover a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, but 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 I feel like women in comedy are are so much more than just be like, "He's not funny." Um, right. And 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 that would be more than enough. Like no, like. That would be enough of a of a sting, you know what I mean, to to say about a guy. Right. And so there's something really annoying about about people, you know, saying an opinion on on her work and then kind of including uh, whether or not they they want to have sex. With her. It just it just it's like that. Yeah. It just it it's it's very interesting. Um, The response to her is very interesting, and it mu- and it reveals a lot about sort of everything, um, everything and everyone, and and, and 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 not just it does it almost reveals nothing about her. It it just she's at the center of 
you know, she's, it must be annoying to be, right. like, it'd be like if you were that, like, you know, remember that, like, piece of art that was, like, elephant dung of the Virgin Mary or whatever, yes. something, you know, and if you were that piece of art, like, <laughs> okay, it would be kind of, like, irritating, or, like, it would be very challenging right. to if be you, that piece of art, right. like, even though it's not about, like, what you are precisely, you're just at the very center by the nature you know, she doesn't right. even have distance from it, you right. know, because it's her. That's well, the risk Chris, of story. Chris O'Feely, the artist, never, he didn't show in New York for a long time. Until recently, he's got a show really? up now, I think, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or he's got a show coming up, I think, at the new museum, yeah. How does that not, is it, how do you not, if you're that guy, not just, like, now, I mean, I don't know, I'm curious to know what he what he puts out, because I feel like doing anything less sort of shocking in that way would feel like you were... Yielding to the response. Well, he's also, he's evolved as an artist too. So no, right. I think his work has gone in a different direction. I'm sure it has. Like, I'm yeah. sure like it would be horrible to be imprisoned by that. But like, if you naturally evolved to a different place, like n- yeah. not this, but if you just like naturally evolved to watercolor and that was like expressing him <laughs> right. best, and it would be like oh, so sad, you know. And he's like, no, yeah. I, I really this it's is like, where this I'm is at right watercolor now. Watercolor portraits like, of the presidents, U.S. presidents. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> like it, you know, it just oh, it's so it's, yeah. being an artist is so ugly. Yeah, it, can, it can be, but I'm glad we revisited. I hadn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of the family connection there. So I'm glad we we talked about it. Now, you feel like we did it? We covered it? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like, like I didn't really say anything well, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I, think, I, think I guess you're right. You got to form a good opinion. You know, I need I need it to be stronger, quicker. <laughs> Better. I, I'm not saying that. It's all right. It's okay. I I appreciate what you're getting at, though. And uh, now I haven't talked to too many folks with a number one comedy album. So congratulations again for reaching the top. Did top I the, reach the top thing? I'm pretty I sure so. I was at maybe two. On my list, you're number one. All right. Well, and, I'll take that. I'll and take I listened that. to the the album uh, Quality Notions on Metro North. You uh, did. I did. I did. And uh, I just got so excited because I've spent quite a bit of time on Metro North myself. That's, that's where you're For some reason, I had something in here that was maybe misinformation, but that's where you grew up entirely yes. up there. So you're familiar with the old rails going up there, the rocking back and forth. <laughs> I love them. Never sleep better or meditate better, really. It's kind of a half sleep. I'll tell you, the woman that was on the train coming back, she said, hey, guys, guys, can you wake me yes. uh, when we get to uh, Grand Central? I said, sure, we'll wake you. And she fell asleep with her face on the white part. You know, they have kind of a red seat, and yes. then in the middle is white. And when she, we, I looked over there as we got close to Grand Central, and it was just a smear of mascara and no. drool <laughs> no. all over that white just part. Just every fluid. Oh, just, my gosh. Just, I felt both for her and whoever sat down there not yes. really paying attention. Cause you're gonna you always a, do a quick scan, though, don't you? I it's do. usually pretty I clean. Do. Not everybody does, but I do. <laughs> It's amazing how many people have vomited on that train late at night, heading back to the suburbs. I would imagine. Teenagers. Yep. Did you go into the city a lot? Yeah, a fair amount. I mean, I never vomited on the way back or anything, but I remember it being extremely common. Yeah. A number of times I fell asleep and woke up in southeast or whatever. What's the scene there? There's nothing there. It's just the end of the line. And I got out and, and, you know, had to call a cab from to come pick me up. It's not really a great story, but... I liked it. <laughs> Maybe put it you on know, the You know, it's the nightmare. It's the nightmare everyone thinks, you know, wake me up when I get... You know, they have hats. I don't know if you've seen those. Some guys wear hats that say, wake me up in Mount Kisco. 
like an embroidered hat, and they use them. I got. I mean, I'm sure their wives, you know, give them to them. One of those. I like just because they probably lost them a couple times. Now this might be too personal. Really? Yeah, it might be Uh, for me. Oh. (laughs) I don't know if I want to bring uh, because I had a notion in my head about something, but let's. Well, I don't know if it happens for other people. I'll put yeah. it out to the listeners. Because sometimes the rocking back and forth of public transportation... Stimulates it, uh, you? It uh, gets a little exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the nether region, some long trips. I didn't know that would be the case for the male body. I didn't either. You, know, you don't see that a lot. You know, the male... Um, you know, like the man sitting on the... Uh, whatever, the thumping uh, dryer. Right. <laughs> you or the, really. you know, the leaning... You know, all those things... You, those common tropes. Yes. Those masturbational yes. tropes. Yep. Um So that's you know I've never I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Well, maybe I'm unique, but uh, school buses were awful for no. me. No. Growing up, sure, sure. And I don't know. Perhaps it was. I bet you weren't alone. I bet I wasn't either. If and it that's happened to one, it happened to now. all. I found the courage right now to bring it up, and I hope if you're listening that you will uh, send me a note and let me, let me know Absolutely. if you also a handwritten note. experience some kind of road boner uh, <laughs> while you're out there. Well, but that I, just makes it sound crass. <laughs> Dale, I expected it? more from How you. How can we elevate it? I don't do the blue material, so I, everything about this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Including the construction that's happening out there, but uh, I don't know if it was the it was that it was the excited state that I was in, or seeing the first tinges of fall color on the Connecticut trees yes. and the New York trees. Oh, right, I see. Well, you were listening but to my was, album. Yes, but I was deeply moved by it. Oh, by, it by, sounds by, like it. Yeah, not just that way, but I, I really what I liked most about it, which is what I like whenever, whenever I encounter a great. Comedy stars that there was such a clear and distinct voice. Fabulous. You know, I I got a sense of who you were, even though it was height, heightened, very heightened. Yes. Uh, uh, that there is a kind of persona that you put forward, as we all do when we're out there. But really, uh, ter- could, could I just ask you about the mechanics? Sure. Of 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 getting an album into production because you did this yourself. Is yes, that true? I did. Um, I just decided. Um, I really wanted to like not have a bottleneck in terms of my material, you know, and I just felt like getting an album out with a bunch of stuff would allow me to, because it almost becomes uninspiring to, to create new stuff when it doesn't go anywhere, when it just, all it does is just get old in your, you know, computer or notebook or whatever. That's right. Tell <laughs> me about it. It just gets old and you're just like, <laughs> why? Um, yeah. So I I just became really eager to do it and I and I didn't feel like reaching out to any anyone that produces albums like I just didn't feel like um I didn't having to convince anyone even if it were minor. I don't know. I just was like I'm just going to do this and um I did it at Ars Nova. I did you know, I hired a guy that someone recommended a couple hundred bucks. Sounds great too. To come by, thanks. And and he was fabulous. This guy, he. Um, I assume it was a guy that did the engineering, but I don't know. He yes, was, he got, it could have been any guy. I kind of jumped the gun there. Maybe oh yeah, he built your sets. I yeah. Don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> he um, yeah he was really great. He gave me a lot of peace. Like he was like, he was like this very very quiet man, or not quiet, but soft spoken man. Oh yeah, I mentioned him on the um, album quite a bit. I'm like Craig. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. And because uh, he, 
you know, he just, he, we met there before or, or one day, in a, you know, in advance and he brought all these microphones and different kinds of microphones that hung Ooh. from different sp- places and, and, and there was a lot of, you know, redundancy of, of like, I wore a lavalier, but I, you know, but I, but we didn't end up using that. I also, you know, had the, pre- you know, the mic I was holding, the whole thing. So there was a lot of backups. There were a lot of backups. Um, and he just was very, I'd be like, well, do you want me to wear the lav? And he'd be like, whatever you, you know, whatever you want. You know, I will make, it's my job to make sure you're heard. Okay, or, or you know, it's recorded well. You know, whatever you're, he was all about whatever I was comfortable with. And I was like, I don't need to be comfortable. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I just want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, you know, I'll do it. He was just fabulous. And then, so it's just like, it was like a couple hundred bucks. He came, he did it. I mean, and he came over and, you know, he met me once in advance and, and then came for the night of the show. And then I met with him after, you know, like in his apartment. And we sat there for a number of hours and just went through it. Is I recorded it, it, an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So you, that night. And then, you broke and then I just, bits. well, I basically just cut off the last half hour. Uh-huh. And then I only edited out like a few little things in that um, in that hour that I used. Because mm-hmm. basically... It just was too annoying to make choices. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you approach you know? it though as like a kind of a concept album where you this was new material? Or were that these been like your best bits that you that you knew, or was there a kind of because it does it ends up having a sort of right. a theme, yeah, of relationships or kind of a woman moving through the world kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah. Which maybe that's inevitable. I don't know, but no, no. I mean, because the the last half hour that I cut was basically all my death and depression material. <laughs> um, save that. As a, yeah, as save its that own for thing. the next for the next um, thing. So it kind of had a natural point of after I sort of pushed through all my sex stuff. Um, Yes. You know, which I got sort of, yeah, like, yep. get, and I just sort of ended it somewhere around there instead of then, okay, now let's talk about, you know, the death, the death and depression. So, yeah, I mean, but it was, it was all, I, I just gathered a bunch of stuff and it was a real mix of, um, um, you know, older things. Cause I wanted to, again, that was an issue. Like I wanted to put out older things that I believed in. Right. Um, I also kind of have, there's, I sort of have, it's always sort of rotating where I write new things. Um, I take something I wrote years ago that I never thought, you know, had any value and I find it and then I, and then I do it now and it's like, it's, it's like it's a new joke, but it's, you know, just cause I've never done it, but it was something right. I just didn't have the confidence to do. So it's kind of the strain. it's just kind of a mix. And then I ha- I think the reason I have such a heightened persona on that album, even more than my normal performances is because in order for it to kind of be threaded together, in order for it all to make sense, mm-hmm. it's like I had to have some kind of undercurrent to the whole thing. And I think <laughs> I just made that sort of my attitude. Like I made that evening. I needed it to feel like, I don't know, like like it made sense to be saying all these things versus sort of switching between right. aspects right. of myself. Because you come across as kind of a, a little bit bawdy. Or yeah. a kind of a you know yeah. a dame up there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah. Which is great. I yeah. Mean, and it sells this stuff too, which is yeah. as you said, uh, it's it's good. Well, maybe uh, what let's listen to a let's little listen bit. Listen to a little, yeah. And uh, uh, we'll pick out a little clip and uh, play it for us so people get a sense of it, and then we'll come back. Great. No, uh, listen to this. Listen how sad. 
this is. I love pizza, and I don't like a calzone. I don't like it. And yet, and yet, I've been with a group of people who try to order pizza, and because I'm worried about getting mine, I've been forced to say, I'll have one calzone for me. something in my stomach, you know what I mean? You ever been forced to eat a single slice of pizza like it was a goddamn meal? The mind games! And I've, I've played them. Okay, you, 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 get, you get shamed at eating one slice of pizza with a group of assholes, okay? Here's your only comfort, okay? Pizza! All right, single slice. It's a triangle, okay? Now the good thing, okay, but making a single piece last. You take your first bite, it's the tip, boom. You take that bite, now you might be scared because boom, you're on to the next level. The next row of the pizza, but the good thing about the second row, ain't gonna be so bad. <laughs> you gotta be mentally tough, you know? And then get ready for it, folks. Depending on the slice, depending on the angle of the cutter, okay? Next row. One, two, three, some that's four, okay? And it slows down. It's the pizza shuffle, okay? You start here, you think, oh shit, the pizza's gonna be done soon, but then wider it gets, you know? Wider it gets. And then, you know, the widest is here, okay? And you're still hungry. And you want cheese and sauce. And it's not there for you. All that's left is the handle. That's what a crust is. It's a dry handle. But thankfully, in this country, it's allowed to eat the handle, and you do it with pride. Boom, 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 boom. And that's the most bites per slice. That's my highly celebrated um, pizza bit, thank you. I didn't mean to, you know, manipulate applause out of you. Sometimes it just happens naturally. Terrific. Yeah? You like it? You still like I it? I still like it. Even though, even though there's nothing, like no leather seats swaying below you? I was just you? quietly rocking to myself over, <laughs> over here. So you need but motion to... Uh... <laughs> well, my goodness. It just, it, it's... Still taking it in? <laughs> I'm still taking it in. And uh, I'm, I'm aware of, the, uh, of our time together, and I don't want to... I have so much that I'd like to ask you about... Um, Go for it. But uh, I mean, but also stay within your bounds, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, your time bounds. I mean, I'm not trying to keep you here, but you don't need to worry. You know, if okay. you have something you want right. to get in. All right. Well, no, uh, I just, I mean, we talked about it at the beginning a little bit, uh, talking about the depression and that's yes. going to come up. And I think that on a, a podcast, possibly with our friend Nikki Glazer. Yes. You, you mentioned something that uh, rang true with me, too, about it would be okay to be institutionalized or just like in a space. Oh where they kind of took care, took, took care of you. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, yeah. I've just been thinking about that. Um, 
Well, I was always upset that I never never was institutionalized. <laughs> Something missing. The depressives don't always get sent away, you know, right. uh, because their persona's too charming. Um, and, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, it's, it's you know, um, danger to yourself is usually not quite as... Um, they don't immediately cart you away like they do when they think you're going to hurt them. Other people, yep. <laughs> uh, but I yearn for, you know, the art therapy. I yearn for that. I think that would be so glorious just to take a week, um, you know. I mean, I know that's a weird thing to say, but... But I'm telling you, I agree with you. I've had that that exact feeling where... Not even that I necessarily wanted to harm myself, but just that I'd be okay in some, like a, a classic sanitarium kind of a place <laughs> yes. where you just, it's three square, uh, you know, and you get some, some structure. I'm good at chess. I can make crafts. The I best appreciate is, of course, time. the girl, I mean, the girl interrupted, you know, but the bet, of course, <laughs> the smoking. I mean, to, the ones where you smoke. Yeah, they seem pretty. <laughs> I pretty mean, good. that is fat, like, like I, I'm not making light of a serious situation, but Absolutely. I have felt that myself. That this would be when, if I've had dark times, and I have. But I, just <laughs> that feeling of being in a nice white environment. Yes, clutter-free, loose-fitting clothing. Ah, uh, there's so many things. Um, there's so many things about it, and I and and it is kind of a combination of fantasies, um, but. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, a rehab facility, like a fancy rehab facility, but, but you know, but maybe you go in without having been addicted to... Right, just well, taking no, the scenery I don't know if rehab would quite do it, actually. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't mind one of those, you know, those spas or whatever they call yeah, them. You know, they, yeah. they rudely call them. Why shouldn't it be a spa, you know? Right. Why not? Spa king. What's yeah, that place over in New Jersey with the hot rocks? Spa Castle? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Or there's one in Queens. Um, yeah, I know. Like something about, you know, just, just you know, sitting out on the grounds, yeah. on the bench, and, I mean, escaping from the life, the sanitarium. You'd go, and you'd go sit, sit outside for the fresh air. That's basically how Arizona yeah. started. <laughs> Right, somebody, some, some kid was in an iron lung, and they say, well, "Get him out to Arizona." Oh my, <laughs> for the dry air. I guess so. Yeah, high elevation, dry air, something like that. Is vortex? it high out there? I don't know. Some the vortex of energy like everybody that lives was, below the land. Or here, they're all of upstate New York. All the warm yeah. springs and hot springs and yeah. yellow springs and. No, I always salt wanted to baths. be sent away to the sea. You know, um, to they the sea climate by a doctor. Be so great. Would you want to be surrounded by comedians? That's the question. I, you know, I actually would. I actually really think comedians are a delight to hang out with. It don't. It seems like one of those things that should surely be the opposite of what you expect. You know, almost like, oh, is it real fun when you all hang around each other and then you go, actually, it's a nightmare or something. Um, but I think it's actually quite, quite fun. It's a lot of people that are openly dealing with what's going on for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's an honesty, there's a I think there's a real sense of acceptance about, you know, the dark side or whatever. Yeah. Um you know, there's you know, you know I I feel like you don't feel pressure around comedians um to be to have any of the trappings of normal right. personhood. <laughs> Oh, well, the only one is maybe comedian. You know, if you're not matching up to the comedian person, but right. you know, there's no 
no one's wondering, well, why are you here? Don't you have to go to work tomorrow? You know, no, I don't work, you know, or, or why aren't you paying, you know, why aren't you eating when we're all eating? You know, I don't have any money. Why? You know, I, whatever. It's just everything is, it's a little maybe bit we, like a maybe we can you know, work institution, on that. yeah. We have John Winders, somebody, Creek yeah. in the Caves, has set up a nice little retreat up there somewhere. Creek, Creek, oh, yeah. Not here, like up uh, upstate somewhere. No, Buy yeah, one that'd of those be glorious. Skills hotels that they're trying to unload. Absolutely, well, absolutely. Maybe I would this, go upstate. Let me tell you, if this podcast takes off, you're gonna. I'll use all open? my podcast riches. Oh. We'll open up a little retreat. Be glorious. It would be nice. I'm, I'm into it. I'm gonna do it. You should. This That's is good. great. Yeah. I have a new task. I'm just processing it now. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I have a goal, we found something to work for. Life. Um, and I've just enjoyed getting to know you, Jacqueline. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I hope the rest of your day is fantastic. You too. And, you know, this is great for my listeners because it's a little bit like the lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> Tuning in to get a sense of a person. Great. And where they live. <laughs> so, uh, you have any appearances or anything you want to talk about before we... Um, you know, just the regular appearances the regular stuff if you follow me on twitter that's the best way to see um what what because I, I don't like to think in advance about any shows i have it's too good. stressful good I prefer to just check my own calendar um you know <laughs> you follow yourself the day on of. twitter yeah yeah and um so yeah if you just follow me at my you know my full name jacqueline novak don't you try to type in jackie <laughs> <laughs> Wacky Jackie is yeah. sticking with me. <laughs> well, that's great. And the album is available on iTunes yes. and through your website too, or it just links over. Just you, a link over it. to iTunes. It's yep. also like this, you know, it's on a variety of streaming services. But you know, do the right thing. Do the right thing. I'm Pitch in. Darvin over here. <laughs> well, that's great. Thank you, Jack. Thank you so much. And uh, get that album, uh, folks. It'll be great. And I will tell you that our next live show, Dale Radio Live, is going to be happening at the Pit on Wednesday, October 29th with an all-star lineup, Josh Gondelman, Janelle James, Amber Nelson, and Leslie Goshko, and Steve O'Reilly's going to be doing music. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, cut, come on. No, it is fantastic. <laughs> I feel that way, too. I'm excited about it. And all the information is there on DaleRadio.com. Now, till next time, I'll be releasing my own album of original recordings made on one of my one-of-a-kind empty whiskey bottle pan flutes. <laughs> now, let's get ready to relax with my signature single malt soundscape. <laughs> That sounds enticing, doesn't That's it? That's great. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to do that. It was a lot of words. I had to think about it. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written, produced, and performed by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters by Claire Prouse. Live shows the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. And be sure to tune in, rate, review, do all the things that you love to do on social media platforms by following us on Twitter, on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or find everything online at DellRadio.com. Thank you for listening. You're the best.